Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the real question. Hey, I'm Liza. And I'm Mike. We're a married couple with too many DVDs. 1,321 to be exact. Look, physical media is great, but we definitely don't need 1,321 DVDs. No, we don't. So we started this podcast where every other week we choose two movies to watch and discuss. And when we're done, we can only keep one. This This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? You know. I do know. Y'all, we are exhausted. We're tired. We spent all day in a car dealership, so that's where we're at. I Listen, we don't have to get all up into it, but what I will say is that we had an appointment at 10 a.m. at the dealership because the lease was coming up on our car. We need a bigger car, et cetera, et cetera. 10 a.m. was our appointment, and we got home at 4 o'clock. 4 p.m., yeah. That's six hours. Yeah. <laughs> what? I can't. I can't. I hate it. I'm tired. But I'm here and I'm happy to be home and not be at the car dealership anymore. Yes. Or um, did we ever leave the car dealership? Maybe uh, we're still there. That's purgatory. Yeah. Dealing with fucking Nick in finance is purgatory. <laughs> <sighs> that fucking guy. That's a story for another time, but boy, oh boy. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Anyway, other than that, how are you doing? Doing really well. Uh, Thriving, Thriving, actually. actually. No, everything's good. I don't know. I'm fine. Uh, How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. We saw some movies. We saw a movie. We saw a movie. What? The Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Since the last time we recorded. We We have seen the Taylor Swift Swift. We did not make it through the whole movie um, because we have small children who as we discussed last time we we said we weren't sure if we're gonna make it through the whole movie and we didn't we made it pretty far though i think we we only missed two albums right yeah we made it over two hours and then the uh, like the the six-year-old kind of turned to you very early on yeah like like, we were like for one song in and she was like can we go and i was like girl no (laughs) we just got here but she had a really good time she did she enjoyed it she did and then after two hours the 11 year old turned to me i was like i think i'm good <laughs> and i was like great let's go let's go because it was a very low stakes outing it was really it fun was. but it was fun we it was fun time. it was really cute i feel like the vibe in our theater was really good there yeah. were there were a couple of gaggles of pockets of, yeah you know groups of young girls who were standing up and dancing and doing all the callbacks yeah. and singing along and it was very fun and, and they were all filming the screen which i thought was I so know, funny it's such really an old funny. man thing to be like why, why are they doing that <laughs> But it w- I thought that was a really funny, like, wrinkle in the whole experiential concert movie thing. Yeah. Of, like, they were all filming the screen. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know. It's just, like, why? But also, I totally get it. You yeah, know? totally. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. that was funny. Um, but it was a really good time. I think there's, I think, I mean, it's cr- it's crazy that this doesn't happen all the time. Like, it was good for her. I know, it, like, felt, like, I know. Very, like, you know, I know the Beyonce one. Blah, 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 blah. But, but, I know the Beyonce one is coming out, um, yeah. so that'll be fun too. But it's like, it, it was great. It was great. It was a it's fun great. Time. It's such a good idea. It's such a like fun, like uh, experience, and especially if you didn't get to go to the concert, which yeah. we did not. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's very cool. It, it was, was cool. fun. And someday we'll see the whole thing, but. Yeah, we definitely will. We, we did miss 1989, which <laughs> I think did, is our favorite album. Which is definitely first. my favorite album. Although I will say, uh, not to get too deep into it, but like I don't care about Reputation, that album. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really know any that many songs from it or whatever. But, you know, it was a concert. So she only did the bangers from the album. And I was like... That was the best part of the concert for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that, of what we saw. Yeah, like just like you know, it was really fun. Anyway. Yeah, it was good. Anyway, that's ends our Swift <laughs> segment of well, our and, you know actually it doesn't, season movie podcast. Actually, it doesn't end it because oh damn, I want to say yeah, cinematically uh huh, as a movie uh huh, that I thought it worked pretty well. Like it was well shot. It looked cool. Yeah, there. it's not doing anything besides showing you the concert. Yeah, which I think is great and fine yeah and but you know there's a skill to shooting those things especially in a stadium especially like making it feel huge and making it feel whatever and i thought as a movie it was even this is a stupid thing to say maybe but uh, you know we've there's been plenty of like live performance things that i feel like we've watched in recent years where i've been like 
I can't tell what's going on. Yeah. And I hate this. Yeah, totally. And so, so no. anyway. Oh, no, I was just, gonna, <laughs> I was just going to say, I totally agree. Like in a very like basic dumb way, like it's such, it's a good mix of uh, making you feel like you're in the stadium watching the show, but also giving you the kind of like close up look that you wouldn't get if you were in the stadium watching 100%. the show. Um, and it's, it just, it's, it's, it flows really well and it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Um, I also want to recommend while we're doing the spooky season one. Oh, get it back on track. Was, uh, I rewatched the movie Pet Cemetery this week, the original from the eighties. You did. And I thought it was so good. <laughs> and I feel like maybe it's like nostalgia talking. Cause it was definitely one of the first horror movies I ever saw. And it like freaked me out. Yeah. Cause there's a guy in it. There's a ghost in it who's in the whole movie who just like has a huge gaping head wound for the mm-hmm. entire time. <laughs> head wound ghost. We Yikes. love him. Yikes. But um, but I watched it and I was like, I was like, oh, this will be like weird and fun. And then I was watching. I was like, this movie fucking rules. <laughs> it's so good. Like some of the acting is a little stiff, but like it's so like clean and it's just like a cool, funny, weird ghost story. Yeah. And it's gross and it's like dark. It's really dark, like Ooh, okay. really like upsetting shit happens, and then, and it, I just I just like really loved the movie Pet Cemetery this week, <laughs> and it's like all uh, it it has how do I it has such like it's uh, we'll talk about this mm-hmm. later, uh-huh. but it almost feels it's it's not this it almost feels like a horror movie like for teens or four kids okay even though it's not and it's so dark and upsetting yeah but it's like it's tied into this kind of uh concept of a pet cemetery and it's like got the stephen king shit to it and it's got like fred gwynn who's so good and it was herman munster you know from the 60s and he's like plays this old man in it and it's it's the 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 kind of scary stuff in it is so like clean Mm. of just like it's just a clean, like, yeah, they come back to life, but they're different now and it's bad. You yeah, know, yeah. That kind of thing, which, like, you know, um, they did on Buffy, I remember, <laughs> a lot. They did. And, uh, but <laughs> anyway, it just, and I definitely watched it a lot, or a couple times as a kid and got freaked out by it. But, like, watching it this week, I was like, this is just, like, a solid, like, 80s horror movie, Stephen King, like, all this stuff. I really loved it. Anyway, I'm not saying it. anything. I'm trying to, like, remember specific shit about it while I say this. <laughs> but I just, like, had such a good time watching Pet Cemetery. I, a real spooky, spooky season wreck from me. I love that for you. Yeah. I love it. Especially I, for children of the 80s. It's, like, really hit. Yeah. I did not watch it with you, nor have I ever seen Pet Cemetery. although every time you ask me that, because you've asked me a couple of times in our relationship, we've been together for a very long time. During saying, our, it was part of our wedding vows, right? I was like, oh, yeah, by the yeah, way, yeah. have you, seen, the Pet way, you seen Pet Cemetery? From the 80s, not the remake, which no, hasn't no, no, come no. out yet. Yeah, the proposal, too, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, uh, and I feel like every time you do, I'm like, I don't think so, although I always conflate it with, I, I don't know if it's like a, a Maver TV movie or something like that called... You said Cat's Eye, right? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. The one with Drew Barrymore? Maybe. There's some. <laughs> there's something that I saw that involves a cat. Yeah. And, which is why I think I think it's Pet Cemetery. But there's like a little troll that comes and sits on your chest while you're sleeping and sucks the breath out of you. And it uh, scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> I think that might be Cat's Eye, but it might be something else. Anyway... I don't know. I have not seen Pet Cemetery is the, yeah. <laughs> the end of that story. But I think I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's yeah. almost something. We'll figure right, it we'll out figure one of these out. days. Yeah. It'll be great. We'll follow up next week. We yeah. definitely we definitely won't because we'll forget. <laughs> um, All right. Should we get started? Yeah. We don't own Pet Cemetery on DVD, by the way. So we don't. It's not so it's not going to come up. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. But you got a lovely little review just now. Yeah. So Bonus. lucky you. Okay. We're traveling to the year 2009 this week. We are, and we're hanging out for a little while, and we're going to see Zombieland and Coraline. Yes. Let's kick it off with Zombieland, directed by Ruben Fleischer. And our IMDb summary is, A shy student trying to reach his family in Ohio, a gun-toting bruiser in search of the last Twinkie, and a pair of sisters striving to get to an amusement park join forces in a trek across a zombie-filled America. Yeah. 
That's pretty solid. That's solid a good description. That's a good elevator pitch. Yeah. Pretty solid, which yeah. is also a good description of this movie. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when this came out, it was like, it was like very much like a fun surprise. Yes. You know what I mean? It was like, and oh, it, that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. It was really good. It felt, for me anyway, it felt very much like I have never seen anything like this before. Right. Um, and I also was not as aware of uh, rampant fat phobia in 2009. So that didn't bother me yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. This movie isn't terrible about it, but it does have a fair num- a fair amount of it. We'll talk about it yeah, in a minute. Yeah, totally, totally. But, uh, but yeah, and watching it again, I was like, this is a delight. This is a delight. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I found it as delightful this time. Okay. I, I just felt, I felt like it was fine, but it didn't hold up as well for me. Okay. And I, it like didn't, like I remember it being uh, f- a fun little surprise at the time. Uh-huh. And I'm, I think there's a lot to love about it, mm. but I think that some of the, especially the like writing of it didn't hold up for me. Sure. I can see that. I can see that for sure. The, the like voiceover and the like clever, the capital C cleverness of a lot of it okay. felt a little uh, cloying this time. Okay. Felt more cloying than, than fun. Okay. Uh, but I will say I loved... I mean, should we talk about the plot before we, like... Yeah, I mean, again, that description is pretty good. It's like, you you know, you kind of... You open, you get right into it. It is uh, post-apocalyptic, zombie, whatever, whatever. You meet these characters as they're going along. You start with Jesse Eisenberg as the student who is kind of, like, you know, nerdy and whatever. He runs into Woody Harrelson, who is the... Texas bruiser. Right. Um, and then they encounter Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin, right. who are the sisters. I mean, like, just right there. That's kind of a crazy cast to get yeah, no, for this it movie. Is, yeah. And, like, Emma Stone, I think, at the point was maybe not as... This was after Superbad, right? Yeah, so, so she was, like, like on the that. rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Abigail Breslin, who had, you know, this was definitely post Little Miss Sunshine. Oscar nominee, right? Yeah. And then you've got Jesse Eisenberg, who I f- it was part of the Jesse Eisenberg assance yeah. right there, like social was, network, like all, just yeah. all of the Jesse Eisenberg everywhere. Right. And fucking Woody Harrelson, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, Woody it's Harrelson, just yeah. like, it's a, it's a crazy cast of people that you would not think to put together. Yeah. And they all work really well together, I think. Yeah. They're, Which is They're cool. all great. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's exactly what it says. They're going through the zombie land and they learn to trust one another and right. there's a lot of zombies. They kick, kick zombies' butts. Yeah. And I would say, like, the, the post-apocalyptic nature of it, like, it, this was, so this was, like, a time. Mm-hmm. I would say, I, I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but it's, like. 28 Days Later comes out in sure. the early 2000s. Yeah. And that kickstarts like a whole zombie kind yeah. of renaissance. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead and Shaun stuff. Shaun of the yeah. Dead, which this movie like owes a lot to, I think. Yeah, I'd say and so. And then uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack mm-hmm. Snyder, which is, you know, one like kind of the of a good example of all this. And Walking Dead came out, I think, a little bit after this movie, maybe. Or oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know when Walking Dead came out. I don't out. know. I don't Look, research. I mean, after this movie, for sure. But yeah. I didn't know it was close enough. But but I think that there's a whole... But anyway, so I think um, this movie is like doing the horror comedy thing mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. Pretty... And the thing that I think works really well about it, uh-huh. more than the, like, clever funny writing of it Mm -hmm. is like the gore and the direction of the like action yeah is really good i think so good yeah and is really like i know there's a lot of cgi in it but it doesn't feel like you're watching a ton of cgi it feels like there's a lot of good stunt work there's a lot of good makeup work there's a lot of good gore yeah i wrote that down actually because i was like i was like the 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 gore of it is amazing but there is a lot of cgi and i was like i wonder how he feels about it because it looks good to me it looks like well-placed well-used cgi yeah but like you know it's pretty much every time there's a zombie kill and an explosion of blood yeah that's cgi right and there's a lot of cgi skylines of 
d- husks of cities. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you know that comes with the territory. But I, I think like the that stuff all works really well and is really fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. it would. I don't think the movie would work as well if like the kills and the gore and the like zombies. Yeah. Weren't as kind of fun gory scary to watch as they are yeah yeah that's Um, like definitely a big point for me because like i feel like zombies and i've said this before i think zombies like don't really do it for me although or you have to get there's a specific kind of zombie that works mm -hmm. for me in like a horror film like as a horror trope yeah zombie isn't like ooh, that's actually scary to me but these we're looking at fast zombies yeah and we're looking at relentless zombies and that's like a really good Way to do it, especially for comedic effect. Right. Well, because I remember at the time, I think with 28 Days Later, there was a big, like, among pretentious film nerds, uh-huh. which I was one. Uh-huh. Um, there was a big, like, well, these aren't zombies because they're fast. Zombies are supposed to be slow. Right. Like, like, Night of the Living Dead, they're supposed to, like, shamble and kind of be this, like, it follows kind of presence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and... I think that battle has been lost. <laughs> I think like that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. But I remember that being like like oh this is like not pure zombies or whatever at the time. Well, and the thing is that there is something very menacing and well done about an it follows type thing where something is just walking chasing you. Yeah. Um I think it doesn't work for zombies because with zombies it comes with all of this other territory of gore of grossness of bloodiness of whatever. But so if they're slow, they just come across as brainless, which is kind of the point. Yeah. But whereas whereas in this, it's I mean, for it's a virus, which yeah. like I definitely have a note where I was like, man, this is a real pre-pandemic fantasy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Where it's like, can you like this is a very dumb thing to say, but watching it this time where it was like you know, like two weeks ago somebody ate a tainted hamburger and blew, and now here yeah. we are, and I was like yeah, that is like how it happens. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I remember so clearly being like, "Oh, have you heard? They heard about this like, yeah, this this illness that's happening, right? Like in you know wherever, wherever yeah. and and like, oh, people are saying it's going to come here and blah yeah. blah blah, and you know what I mean? And then just how quickly we went from, oh, are we should we be concerned about this to like. Stay inside, Tom don't Hanks go outside. Yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just like, uh, that was like a very funny thing watching it, yeah. having lived through a pandemic yeah, at right. this point. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. So they're, you know, this thing, I think the thing that makes them scary as a concept is that they are, you know, it turns people into kind of brainless, whatever, but they are singularly focused on eating you. Right. And, fast and quick yeah and strong ish so there's still that element of like they're easy to kill which lends to the comedy of it but they're like you know there's a whole scene where like in the beginning where a girl knocks on he's still at college girl knocks on his door he's like a loser spilling mountain dew code red all over himself girl knocks on his door oh my god this homeless man was like chasing me whatever and he tried to bite me and he's like, I'll protect you. They fall asleep. He wakes up. She's zombie. And then chases him around the apartment. And there's a point where he, like, slams her foot in the bathroom door. Yeah. And breaks, like, a, a bone, oh, bone out of her yeah. ankle. And she's continuing to chase him, yeah. dragging her foot behind her. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Well, yeah, the relentlessness <laughs> has always been such a zombie thing. The, yeah. The fat, the speed was always the big, like like sticking point for people at the sure, time. Sure, sure. And I get that. Like the the point is that it's a brainless horde and that it, it doesn't matter how fast they are, they just keep coming. But regardless, the history of zombies notwithstanding. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like I said, I feel like that bat like who cares anymore? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Sure. Zombies can be fast, they could be mushrooms or whatever the last of us is. Like Ugh. it's fine. Um the movie I mean I I it's a real time capsule. I think in in a lot of ways. Sure. In a very it's very 2009. Yeah. In like a lot of ways. Like yeah. it's it's um Emma Stone's I mean, like makeup and hair is and very And her bangs, yeah. Woo! And Woo! Her, and her her definitely natural tan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we are borderline 
inappropriate here, babes. Right. And it's also got the thing that, like, I don't think, I don't think you do as, you do, I don't think, I don't think plays well anymore Mm. for good reason, which is, like, the kind of, like, nerdy, dweeby guy who's just, like, really trying to get with a hot chick. Yeah. And keeps calling her a hot chick. Yeah. And says, like, at some point there's a line he has where he's, like, in the VO where he's like, this isn't your typical stuck up bitch. Right. This is like, she's something special. I, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it comes off as gross, gross. gross. Right. I literally wrote a note. This was written by a full incel, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I just, cause because of stuff like that, where you're just like, huh? Why? Why are you? Right. At, and what? <laughs> And it's funny because I I don't I is Scott Pilgrim the same year? It's oh that, maybe it's that same kind of thing. But I and this is maybe just like being too generous or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the I feel like you can do that, but you have but like you can have characters who are kind of misogynist and shitty. Sure. But like it doesn't feel like in this movie there's any indictment of that. Right. In a Scott Pilgrim, to me anyway, it feels like it's kind of making fun of some of that. Yeah. And like... It's a little bit self-aware of it. A little bit self-aware. And in this it feels a little more like, oh no, this is how this person, this this film views women or whatever. Right. And um, there's also something in Scott Pilgrim that it's like, it's the nerdy guy going after the hot girl or wanting the hot girl. But... He's also a dick. Yeah. But, like, it knows that. Right. You know what I mean? And it, like, is is addressing that right. in a lot of ways. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think in this one, it's not addressing no, that. No, it's, it's definitely like, not. It's just kind of talking about how, I mean, he's just like, I was a loser. And then, like, this insanely hot girl came into my life. Yeah. And, like, you know. And now I got to win her over. And then he does win her over and it's fine, whatever. But it's just, it's just stuff that like doesn't age great and feels weird in 2023. Yeah. Maybe that's just getting older. Maybe that's a change in taste of the times. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know quite what it is, but it does. I don't know that I don't. Yeah. You don't see that a lot anymore. Well, and it feels of a piece with the fat jokes in it. Yeah. And by, I mean, jokes is generous. Yeah. This <laughs> is the thing. And we don't have to dwell on it, whatever. But literally we're not even one minute into the movie. and It's we, the first line of the movie. It's, it's like almost. basically. So the, the introduction to the movie is uh, this character that Jesse Eisenberg plays has rules to survive the zombie apocalypse. And... Is it rule number one is cardio? Yeah. And then it just shows like a fat person trying to run away from a zombie and getting eaten. And it's just all about like, don't be fat. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, cardio, sure. But then he goes, then he goes, yeah, like the the fatties were the first to go or whatever. Right. Exactly. And it's just like so, so many things. (laughs) And then. But um, and then later there's a scene where they go into a grocery store in search of Twinkies, and there are three different zombies in there. Like, it looks like maybe two, because they're in the South, right? They're in Texas, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like two two shoppers, and then it looks like maybe like the store manager. It's yeah. like a guy in a suit. Um, and they kill all of them, and then Woody Harrelson said says, wow, these fellows really let themselves go. And then Jesse Eisenberg says, yeah, they're so fat. And that's it. That's yeah. that, that. There's no, there's no punchline. There's no, not even a joke. Right. Like they're just like, yeah, they're so fat. And it's like, what, 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 right. why, right. why, what is that for? And it just, it just like, it's so frustrating because the movie is so clever and mm-hmm. so like comedy wise. And like, I know you were saying that the cleverness felt more cloying or whatever, but it's still, it, regardless, it's a clever yeah. comedic style, Very fun, watchable movie. Right. And to make those jokes in quotation marks is cheapens it like yeah. immediately makes it stupid and makes it like not as clever. Right. It's just like, and especially when it's like, not a joke. It's not even a joke. Right. It seems, and it's it seems like it's coming from a place of just like, 
oh, man, fat, I fucking hate fat, fat people. Fat people are disgusting. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, okay. And like, yeah. And I think that, I mean, this is not me saying like, it was a different time. Mm. Um, but it does feel like it's such a time capsule of like a time when people were just like, yeah, this is acceptable. This is like fun. Like, this is fun. Right. This is a funny joke to put in a movie. And like, it's like, that's, I'm glad we're not in that time anymore. Sure. Um, there's also, speaking of the 2009-ness of it all, mm. there's this sequence in the end where they're talking about, like, what's your favorite part of Zombieland? And he's like, my favorite part of Z-Land is, and that, that, that's the kind of shit that, like, I find cloying is, like, Z-Land. <laughs> sure, But sure. also, uh, he's like, no more Facebook status updates. Yeah. And it was like, Craig is eating lunch. Who cares, man? <laughs> it just feels so, like, oh, God. <laughs> like, this is so, whatever. Um Yeah. Uh, it's also funny that Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, this has is, that line. Yeah, has that line about Facebook status updates because you go on to play the inventor of Facebook. Indeed. Also, I was thinking the the finale is in this amusement park. And yeah. There's like a part where he's like working the ride or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is this." There's so you're telling me there's two movies from 2009 uh-huh. where that have one word titles ending in land uh-huh. where Jesse Eisenberg. Is like working at an amusement park. Yep. Know? And the other one being Adventure Adventureland. Adventureland, right? Yeah. Which is a good movie. Yeah. Which is also a nerd going after a hawker. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's the same movie, just not <laughs> no zombies horror. In that one, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's uh, the, this has been Mike notices a connection that doesn't matter, <laughs> and who cares? Um, um, yeah. As far as like scariness goes i don't know that this is super scary again it's scary like we were talking about like yes the concept of like living in a post-apocalyptic zombie land is terrifying um and made all the more real by having too recently gone through a pandemic um i will say that the bathroom rule has fucked me for life yeah (laughs) where it's just it's basically just like no public restrooms or don't trust the bathroom or whatever it is. And it's just like, you're on the toilet and a zombie crawls under the stall. Yeah. And literally every time I'm in a public restroom, I'm just like, something's going to crawl under the (laughs) stall and get me, man. It's going to get you. Yeah. Um, I will also say movies, 90 minutes. We love, we love, we love. And I think it has, one of the, I mean, probably one of the greatest cameos. I literally wrote best cameo ever. In all of cinema. Yeah. Because, and it's, if you, I mean, I assume everyone knows this. Everyone saw this movie. I hope so. If you have not seen the movie and you're planning on watching it, maybe I'll put a little skip ahead here because I don't want to ruin the cameo. Right. If you haven't seen it and you're going to watch it, don't spoil the cameo. I'll right. put the, the skip ahead time here. Right. Don't spoil the cameo. Skip ahead to the 31 minute, 10 second mark. But the cameo is they go, they get to LA because they're going to a amusement park where they hear that there's no zombies or something like that. Yeah. And they get to LA and they go to stay at a mansion in Beverly Hills and they find a map to the stars' homes because uh, Tallahassee, which is Woody Harrelson's character, sorry, Jesus, <laughs> is, uh, is, he's like, oh, we got to go to this house. And they, so they're staying in Bill Murray's house. Yeah. And they're like having a good time just like staying in this mansion. And then it turns out, Bill Murray's still alive, lives there. Yeah. And uh, it's this like phenomenal 10 minute sequence with Bill Murray where he's like hanging out with them. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's so good. And like, I know, like, Bill Murray, ha- you know, it's like there's like a, um, and this movie contributed to it probably. There's like a memification of Bill Murray. Sure. As like, like the, you know, the like Chuck Norris shit where it's like, like Bill Murray is like whatever, and it's like I get it, fine, but he is really fucking funny in this he's so in this funny. like part of the movie where he's playing himself as a as a guy who's just like hanging out in the post apocalypse. Yeah, and it's really really funny. I know Bill Murray also like he's like problematic, like there's sure. like shit. Well, and I just remember at the time they go to Bill Murray's house, and I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and it's just like like you know, there's like pictures of Bill Murray on the wall yeah. and whatever. And then he actually shows up, and I was right. like, I was just like, no fucking way. Right, exactly. Like, that's brilliant. Like, how did, again, how did you do that? That's right. so good. <laughs> how did you do it? How did you keep it a secret? Yes. Like, in this small movie where we were all like, oh, whatever. And then, like, this happens. Yeah. And 
also, and also, like, literally, how did you do that? Because Bill Murray doesn't, like, appear in things. Right, doesn't do shit. And he shows up in this, and, you know, it's, like, apparently to get to Bill Murray, you have to, like, leave a voicemail or something. Yeah. That then he, like, he doesn't respond to 90% of them or something like that. Right. But anyway, it's just, like, and it's such a funny part, and I think, like, lots of... And I, I know it, this movie didn't invent the, the, like, crazy cameo. No. But it does feel like a lot of movies took the hint from that and, like, oh, what if this this person shows up in the end, actually? You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, being a thing. And it's it's just really fun. He, like, makes fun of himself in it. Yeah. Like, he's, like, spoiler alert, he's dying in it. And they're, like, do you have any regrets? And he says, probably Garfield. That was apparently ad-libbed. It's just so funny. He, said, he goes, he goes... Garfield, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and also his, like, this is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Honestly. And I, it shouldn't be because something with the people who are actually in the movie should be. <laughs> sure. But he, when his, also his, he dies in it mm. and his death scene is so funny. So funny. The Whatever. It's just, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, there's no fat jokes in that part. There's no fat jokes in that part. Um, uh, I have one last little uh, fun fact for you, is that yeah. this was supposed to be a TV show. It was? Yep. That's where the zombie kill of the week comes from. It was supposed to be every week there was a zombie kill of the week. And oh. then it was like, just kidding, it's going to be a movie. So they had to do rewrites. Oh, because I know they did a pilot for a TV show afterwards. Mm, it was, But this was supposed to be a, movie, uh, oh. a TV show. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, that According to IMDb. That is interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I felt a little ambivalent about it this time. I, I still really enjoyed watching it. It is, less, it is less fun when you know what the cameo is. Mm-hmm. And um, when you are... And truly the fat jokes really just like pull you right out. Yeah. And you just go... Oh, you're not clever, funny. You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, question. Oh, is it available? You can watch Zombieland on Peacock or Fubo. <laughs> Peacock or Fubo. Peacock or Fubo. America's favorite game show. Peacock <laughs> or Fubo. Um, awesome. And then my next question is, uh, what's the connection? The connection is Jesse Eisenberg hey. of Zombieland yep. was in a movie uh-huh. called Night Moves in 2013. Working on my night moves. Directed by Kelly Reichardt okay. of Wendy and Lucy and Showing Up, which oh, we all know. Okay. Meek's yeah. cut off, right? Sure, Come sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, all fans. Yeah, yeah. Certain women. <laughs> um, and I haven't seen Night Moves, but it actually, I want to watch it. It looks great. Um, and I will, because I, yeah. And also in Night Moves was uh, Dakota Fanning. There you go. Who plays the titular Coraline. 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 She does. She really does. Um, Okay, our next movie is Coraline, also from 2009, directed by Henry Selleck. IMDb's summary is, An adventurous 11-year-old girl finds another world that is a strangely idealized version of her frustrating home. But it has sinister secrets. Sinister secrets. That's a good. Uh, that's a good summary that is, too. That is good. Yeah, it does make it sound, um, not scarier than it is because uh, cars on the table. This movie is kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just a little bit less uh fun than it is. I don't know. There's something about it that I'm like, it it it's it's a good explanation of what the movie is. It's not necessarily a good explanation of the vibe. Yes. You know? I mean, it doesn't mention that it's stop motion animation. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like the vibe of it is a little bit more fun. The yeah. music, the the fact that it's kids, the, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, Coraline, my cards on the table. Yeah. Stone Cold Classic. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Like, Five star movie. Yes. One of those movies where you're watching it uh, for me mm. and I'm like, we are 
lucky to have this movie. For sure. When you just know how hard it is to make a movie, <laughs> let alone a stop-motion animation movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard enough to make any movie. Yeah. But these are the, probably, I'm going to say some of the hardest movies to make. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would imagine. I don't know. I've never made one. <laughs> but, uh, and, and what a what a gift that this exists, I think. Truly. <laughs> Which is like maybe overstating it but like no it's such a good movie yeah it's so good it's like you said i mean it's it's honestly like it's a horror movie for children yes which we don't have enough of yeah like like i would say like the witches yeah is that yeah yeah um i would say return to oz is that yeah (laughs) uh you know but it's it's and it's so good and so magical and the vibes are immaculate and it's like yeah it's I, I just, I really love it. Yeah. And so, um, what was the point of all this? It's a good movie. Uh, it's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Solid movie. Well, and, and, and really Thumbs quickly, up. right off the bat, right off the bat, fun fact, uh, again, according to IMDb, th- it was originally meant to be live action. Oh. And Dakota Fanning was going to be Coraline. And then they decided to do stop motion. Yeah. And we're like, hey, do you still want to do the voice? And she was like, yeah, sure. So. Yeah. And I was and I was thinking about that, and I was like, "This movie would not would not be as good." Think about a two thousand nine live action version yeah. of this. It would not. There's no way it would be as good. Oh, it definitely wouldn't be as good. Yeah, it would be its own weird thing, but it definitely wouldn't be no. this. Yeah, and, exactly. And I mean, I remember seeing it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I think it was during the like craze where everything had to be in three D. Oh yeah, yeah. There was definitely like in three D. Yeah, there's definitely come at the screen. Yeah, hands a couple and of those. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, I mean, I thought that wrote that too, where it was like, we definitely saw this in 2009 in the movie theater, like in our twenties and it's a kid's movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's that. Right. But we've watched, also watched it with our kids since. And like, it's, you know, I think this movie is just one of those like, oh, this is going to be woven into the fabric of the, of our kids' childhoods. Yeah. In the same way that like whatever movies we grew up with were. Yeah. Because, you know. El, uh, our 11-year-old was kind of obsessed with this movie for a while, read the book, like, was yeah. really into it. Then something, like, clicked one something day. Something shifted, yeah. One day where she watched it and all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's scary now. Yeah. And I'm scared of this and I can't sleep because of it. Yeah. And, and I have to get this book out of my room. Right. And she would have been seven, eight at that point, right? I think... Um, probably like five or six, but younger, really? I think so. Maybe let's say six, seven, something like that. Yeah, because it was it was after we moved here. Okay, so Great. she she was at least five. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, like you know, on the younger side. Um, but she yeah exactly she loved it, and then all of a sudden it was like we can't talk about it. Right. Um. But and, oh, sorry, God. Oh, and then and then our younger daughter, we actually just watched this with her before it came up on the podcast, like yeah, a month or two ago. Yeah. And because she kept asking, I really want to watch it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And same deal. I mean, she really liked it, but then also was like kind of freaked out. That was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, but also now wants to watch it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, it's just exactly like you said, it's a horror movie for children. It is. I remember when I, uh, back when I was doing a lot of children's shows, we did one that was like spooky stories for tall trees or something some there was some we did like a a halloween show yeah um and the guy that i was working with at the time who's the director who wrote a lot of the children's shows as he was writing this this you know halloween show it was like he was like i did a bunch of research because i was like i don't know how scary to make these you know what i mean they're four kids yeah and he was like everything i read said that kids like to be scared yeah um, and I think this just does a, a, a perfect job of that. Right. Um, so Coraline, she, you know, she moves with her parents to a new house. Yeah. Her parents are kind of run down. Her dad is like... They, oh, go ahead. They publish a, like, gardening catalog yes. or something like that together. Yes. And the dad is writing it all day and the mom's editing it or something like that. Yeah. And so they're very busy and they're very, like, the dad is, like, tired and mm-hmm. typing and 
and she's she's in this house, this old drafty house with like a couple apartments in it. Yeah. But she's in this old drafty house. It's raining. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what I mean when I say like, the vibes are immaculate. Oh like, yeah. Like one like wandering around an old house while it's pouring rain in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. While this like tinkly. Like Joanna Newsome style. Oh music my god, the plays. music is incredible. Yeah, exactly. Like it's such a feeling and a cozy like blanket of a movie in that yeah. part or whatever. Yeah. So and it's that thing that I think is like the most relatable thing for kids, mm. for anyone, but for kids especially, and also for parents. It's like, is um, hey, like I'm bored, and your parents going like. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, go play. I, I have to do work. Yeah. I'm tired and I love you, but go away. Yeah. And, like, that's also part of what makes this movie so special is that, like, it's about that. It's about, like, your parents are, your parents are flawed and they are annoying and they are annoyed and they are tired and they right. are run down and whatever, but they are your parents and, like, there's a there's the grass seems greener on the other side, but there could be terrifying over there. Right. There's real love there. You know what I mean? Yeah. With your actual shitty parents. Yeah. Um, which is just such a like again, I you know relatable for a lot of people. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um. So um, sorry, I'm rambling. No, it's okay. Um. Yeah, and and you know they move in this house. Her parents yeah. are like, go away. She discovers this other world. Um, yeah, there's like a portal. Yeah, where it's, you know, other mother and other father and all of the people in from the real world exist over there, but like the kind of eccentric man upstairs is like a a ringleader of a circus, right. of a mouse circus. Right. And the two old women from downstairs like have an opera show that they right. do. And so it's like, you know, it's this whole it's another world where everything is way more fantastical and, you know. Right, and the parents are perfect in that world. They yes, are, they make the perfect sweet. food and the food cozy so good. sweaters they're, they're, like, and the, this is another food one. Exactly, yeah. like it's like those Miyazaki movies where like <laughs> yeah. the food just looks so good. Yep. Um, but yeah, so the, it's like the, the parents in this one, like the dad is, uh, singing a song, like a, they might be giants song. Yeah, exactly. And the mom is so like sweet and all that stuff. And so yeah, yeah, everything's perfect in the other world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, and then also just like the source material, like it's based off this Neil Gaiman book. So it's like, and Neil Gaiman also helped write it. So, um, very involved. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like amazing so it, it, it's so it's not just this kind of straightforward story there's like a lot involved with it which again this sounds stupid but it just elevates it in such a way that makes it so enjoyable to yeah. watch as an adult as well yeah um and uh what was i gonna say i lost it hold on wait for it oh i got it it's back guys it's back Great. Uh, <laughs> um the thing that have you ever like looked into like conspiracy theories about it or like the all, all the like uh what's the word like Easter eggs? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> um, and just like, there's so many things. Yeah. Like, I was reading one today where it was like, the cake that other mother makes for her that says, welcome home. Yeah. So there are two O's in welcome home. Yeah. And um, on the home O, there's a loop on the O. But yeah. for welcome, there's no loop. I noticed and, this when yes. I was watching it. And apparently, if you put a loop on your O, it means that you're lying. Like, people who analyze handwriting, that's like a telltale <laughs> sign. Oh, weird. So, the point is, home. she's welcome, but she's not home. Yeah. And it's like, what? Right. What are you doing? And then there's all sorts... I just saw this one. It was like a TikTok or something. About the three children, mm-hmm. the three ghost children. There's a whole plot line with three ghost children. Other mother has taken them. Coraline has to help save them, restore their souls so that they can go to heaven, whatever. I don't know. Um, but like, it's a whole thing. And in the like tunnel, as she's this yep. climactic scene as she's running away from other mother and other mother's like beating up. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but you can see like the, the girl, the ghost girl's socks yeah, the and the ghost boy's and the, hat. Yeah. Yep. And, but it's just, it's just nuts. Like, it's just like all yeah. those little tiny Easter eggs and, Again, the attention to detail yeah. and craft, not just with it being stop motion, but also with all of the little like storyline ties and yep. just like is is wild. And it also means that like I've seen this movie 
four or five times at yeah. this point, and every single time there's something new that I didn't notice before. 100%. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, to wrap up the, the describing the plot, she finds mm-hmm. the other world, everything's perfect there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, She loves other mother and other father, they give her gifts, they give her all this stuff, and then just very slowly starts to realize that, like, oh, these this perfect other mother and other father who, by the way, we haven't mentioned have buttons for eyes, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. Yep. Um, are actually not her mother and father and are actually not generous and lovely. Yeah. And other mother has a plan for capturing children. And it's very like, again, it's very like, you know, um, not to kind of re- say that this person is responsible for any, child kidnapping story but uh-huh. it's very Stephen King and like a, there's a monster sure. in a town and it's taking children or whatever yeah um and it so there's that and I want to shout out Terry Hatcher also oh my god yeah who plays the the mother mother and, the and other, mother. other mother yeah like one of the best voice performances I think oh of my god. all time yeah honestly. so incredible like she's so good it's so like and it's like Terry Hatcher. I mean, not, well, not no disrespect, but Terry Hatcher. Who knew? You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and it, part of what is so incredible about it is that, like, I continuously forget that it's her. Yeah. So, and and just, like, and not because, like, it's just, she's she's she has crafted a voice and is also using her own voice in a way that, like, you forget that, like, you're watching it and you're like, oh, that's Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Love her. She's doing a wonderful yeah. job. But, like. It right. is very much like, That's yep, John I, I know that. Sure. Exactly. Like, yeah. dad is John Hodgman, like, for sure. Whereas this is, she's she's created these two separate characters um, and and is just doing really great voice acting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. feels like a dumb thing to say, but it's true. Um, I don't have a ton more. Like, I know. Besides just saying, like, it's great. It's Coraline. Yeah. Like, it's, it feels like it's part of our world at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great movie and it 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 also gave birth to i mean it like lake studios which yeah. you know has made other great movies like i love kubo kubo oh my god kubo what are box trolls is, yeah i don't, I don't think, think i've seen, seen that trolls, one i haven't yeah. seen that one paranorman is really really good yeah yeah um and i haven't seen the other one missing link or whatever but they're doing yeah. the wildwood movie now which is oh yeah 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 Colin Malloy book yeah which makes a lot of sense um but truly if you have not seen Coraline. Like, cannot recommend it enough. Like, so, so good. Yeah, it's just like, it's it's the movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. And it's so, like, pleasant vibes, but then also very scary. Yeah. Kinda, it's like a perfect horror movie for, It's a like, really kids. good, yeah, and it's like a really good, like, fall movie. Oh, like, yeah. really, it's got, like you said, the vibes. It's like raining, cold, snowy, like cuddle up on the couch in front of the fire and watch Coraline. Like, yeah. for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, it has, it has, it. it's almost been victim to that, like, hot topic, hot topicification. Yeah. Of, like, every, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's, like, yeah. uh, goths and stuff are, yeah. like, really into it. And it's, like, that's fine. They can be into it. I'm not mad at them. <laughs> but it goths. is, you know, that thing where it's, like, you know I, that thing where it becomes a thing where it's in Spencer's gifts? Yeah, totally. Every sweatshirt. Totally. But at the same time, I'm also like, I feel like it's due for a kind of cult cult uprising. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, they re-released it in theaters recently. Yeah. And it, did, it made more money than the all the other movies that weekend. Or right. Something like that. It right. Was like, or it was like number two that weekend or something. It was some crazy amount of money where it like beat out some new release or something. Should have done more research, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, people fucking love this movie. Yeah, and they it's should. so good. It's it's, it's yeah, so good. It's so good. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. I don't know. I'm trying to think of literally any, anything else. I feel to like say. I didn't have anything interesting to say this episode, but like, here we are. Here we are. This is our second spooky season Dakota Fanning Jam. Oh right! Wow, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Which is weird, because you don't necessarily think, "Oh, we're gonna do a bunch of episodes about scary movies." You know who's gonna show up more yeah. than once? Dakota, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Um, but here she is. Happy to have her back. Um, great. So if they want to watch it, where can they do that? Is it available? It's on Max. We love to see it. Great. Get on it. But you could also buy a DVD. You could buy a DVD. Yeah. 
Um, but no one does that anymore. <laughs> no, they truly don't. They should. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's much to debate here. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, we're keeping Coraline. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Zombieland. Yeah. Um, you're great, but you are outdated. So, <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> This fatty, getting rid of that movie. <laughs> Fatty's revenge. Fatty's revenge. I love it. <laughs> um, awesome, great. Please watch Coraline again. Just uh, trust me. We watch love Coraline. It. Um, awesome. Hey, what's uh, what's happening next week? Dolores Claiborne. Dolores Claiborne. Versus Final Destination. And that's our final spooky season. Yeah. Coming out on Halloween proper. Hween props. Hween props. What are you guys <laughs> planning to do for Halloween? Let us know. Do you have a costume? I think we have our costumes sorted out. The girls have their costumes sorted out. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Halloween spooky times. I love it. Yeah. Trick or treating. <laughs> you Okay. I'm great. I'm too great. <laughs> I am hungry. I do yeah. need to eat yeah. dinner, which Me I'm going to do. Um, so listen, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you take our advice and watch and enjoy Coraline because it's really good. <laughs> great movie. I've said that approximately 10 times, but it remains true. It remains true. It remains true. It's a solid movie. Amazing. Amazing. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Death Match. Pew, pew, pew. This is going to be a shorty boy. I love that. Because it's only, this is only 55 minutes of recording. And there's a couple of. Stops. Chunks to take out of us telling our children to shut, shut the fuck shut up. up.